Bayern Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the post-game show following Bayern Munich's uninspired nil-nil draw with FC Copenhagen in the Champions League. Yep, it's me, the Grim Reaper for excitement. I know I killed your weekend last Friday having to do the post-game show after Bayern Munich's 1-0 victory over FC Köln. That was bad enough. Now I'm here to kill your week early on here. Well, I guess it's midweek now, hump day, right? Uh, Bayern Munich was very unmotivated in this one, did not look great. I was not really happy with what I saw. If this is Tuchel's ball, I'm not a huge fan of it. Honestly, I feel like Bayern Munich slept walk through this one. It was it was not great. Not not good at all, actually. So uh, if you watched it, you're probably feeling the same. But uh, as we do on this show when I host it, let's talk about how Tuchel started this one out, how he lined the boys up. It was a very interesting uh, set of squad selections, but I'm glad he rotated, even if it did not result in a victory. It was good to see some players get a rest and some players get a little bit more action than they than they had been previously. Manuel Neuer started in goal for Bayern Munich. Neuer, of course, is excellent, and he proved that once again. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Center-back combination was Dio Upamecano and Leon Goretzka. Hey, for my money, I thought Goretzka had a great game. I thought the entire back line was pretty good. Alfonso Davies played at left back. Conrad Limer played at right back. Uh, overall, I thought they did their jobs, and I thought Goretzka was a pretty seamless fit back there. I, I kind of like him in that role. I got to be honest. I know there was some chatter in our BFW Slack channel where people were already starting to envision Goretzka as a center back for Germany at the Euros. Now, I don't think Julian Nagelsmann will go that far, but I think Goretzka is showing that he has the chops to do it. Certainly has the size and strength. Uh, and his first center back would be a very quick center back as well. So. Good showing for him. If you could take any positives out of it. I mean, the back line was good. Gretzka, I thought, was great. So, kudos to them. Central midfield was Joshua Kimmich and Rafael Guerrero. Kimmich, I thought, was solid. Not great, but solid. Pretty good game for him. Guerrero was non-impactful. He just wasn't that great in my eyes. Did not really like what I saw out of him, but I, I get it. He needed some time. He's got to get his sea legs back. And this was a good opportunity to do that. So I like that Tuchel did play him, even if Guerrero, in my mind, didn't live up to it. Uh, the attacking group, the wingers were Kingsley Coman and Matisse Tell. Thomas Muller played as a 10 and Harry Kane played as a 9. Uh, I thought it was a bad game for Coman. And I'm usually a pretty pro Coman person around here. I know there's not a lot of us there. I like Coman. I like that he's so disruptive. I thought this was a really bad game for him. I thought his passing and his vision were off. Execution of what he wanted to do was was bad. I mean, what how else can you say? Just not a great game for Coman. And and the the funny thing about social media is the the reaction to his first half was mixed. And I thought his first half was I didn't think it was good. I thought it was worse for the bit he played in the second half. Just not a good match for him overall. I thought Matisse Tell did some things okay. Uh, again, not a, a awesome, not an awesome performance from him, but I think it's going to be a little bit harder now. Other teams are starting to get more film on him. They're starting to be able to have a little bit of a book on how to guard him, how to defend him, and he absolutely is a guy who deserves the attention that he's gotten so far. And it was good to see him get a start, but unfortunately, it was one of those situations where he wasn't really able to be as impactful as we've seen him in the past. 
But Matisse Tell needed a game like this. It was a tough team, tough defenders. They were going to give him a different look. And for his own development, this was a great time to play him. He just did not thrive like I think a lot of us would have liked to have seen. Thomas Muller, I thought, was decent. Again, not great. Kind of fell in that Kimmich category to me where had a, a good game but was not great. Uh, did not do enough to impact the game. And that's what I think you want to see out of players like Muller and Kimmich in a match like this where someone needed to step up. And clearly Kane was not in his normal active self. I mean, he was, I thought Kane was brutal in this game, but we'll get to him in a second. But you would have liked to have seen Muller and Kimmich step their games up, raise their level of play, and help lead the team to a victory in a, in a tough situation. But they couldn't do it today. And as for Kane, we have seen Harry Kane look great. We have also seen some stink bomb performances from Kane. Not many, but we've seen a few. Didn't seem like Harry could get into the rhythm. You saw him be visibly frustrated a couple times early on. I don't know if he let that get to him. But there were a few things I did not like what I saw out of Kane. And typically, when Kane has struggled for Bayern Munich, it has come against teams who like to play a little bit more compact, where it's going to force him to be more creative. And instead of maybe being more active, Kane in those types of matches has become a little bit less active. His movement, I thought, was terrible today. Now, granted, the service to him was also terrible today. But I just didn't like what I saw out of Harry Kane. And that's okay to say. I mean, listen, the guy has been fantastic since he came over to Bayern Munich, but he was not good today. And when he's not good, should be called out on it, just like any other player that's in the Bayern Munich lineup. So that lineup for Thomas Tuchel could produce nothing. And we'll get into now, quickly, how the subs came in because there was no scoring to run down. So let's take a look how things progressed as Tuchel decided to go to his bench. And now the first half, I should say, was nil-nil, of course. But we saw early on that Copenhagen was going to be compact. They were going to play a very conservative style. Galatasaray and Manchester United had just tied right before the game. They were in a draw. So Copenhagen in and of itself, did not have to come out and, and go balls to the wall to try and win the match. They needed to come out with a draw, and I'm pretty sure their idea coming into this, if Galatasaray and, and Manchester United went to a draw, that they were going to come out and be a little bit more conservative. And, and listen, I, I understand that because they were on the road playing against a juggernaut and while I thought Copenhagen had a really good first leg against Bayern Munich, this was going to be a little bit tougher. And I think Copenhagen, for what it needed to do and what it needed to get out of the game, they played the right way. They needed a point. They played to get that point. Kudos to them for pulling it off in a very tough environment against a team that was much bigger, better, deeper, and faster, frankly. So all the credit in the world to Copenhagen. For as conservative as they played, they got the job done, got their point, and they set themselves up nicely to control their own destiny here. I know that's a little bit of a cliche of a phrase, but they play Galatasaray next. If they can go out and win that, they're moving on. So, you know, they might, you know, if they don't win, they might need some help from Bayern Munich or, listen, there's a lot of things that could happen given how close all the teams are, with the exception of Bayern Munich in that table. But 
FC Copenhagen's done really well for themselves here, and they've set themselves up nicely. Set, set themselves up nicely. So they did what they had to do, even though it made it boring as hell for the rest of us watching it. Anyway, going to halftime 0-0, and you could see that Tuchel probably was going to have a few players on a short leash. Kingsley Coman at the head of that pack. He brought in Leroy Sané for Coman in the 64th minute. We also saw Alexander Pavlovich come in for Rafael Guerrero, which made sense. Guerrero... First game back, really getting significant time. He needed to be monitored. You didn't want to see him play anywhere near the whole match. So I was okay with that. Serge Gnabry came in for Matisse Tell. Like I said, it's not that Tell was necessarily bad or anything, but he just could not impact the game the same way that he usually does. So probably a good move to get Gnabry some run there. And Gnabry, he needs some playing time for himself as well. He's been been in a bit of a rut recently, of course, his injury did not help him out. He, as we heard Thomas Tuchel talk about, Gnabry was really struggling playing with the cast on. And listen, he needs some time. And it's not just about you know his injury to his forearm. He he needs to get his legs back. He needs to get back in form. Serge Gnabry is one of those guys has immense talent, but when he goes into one of these valleys, it's tough for him to get back out of. So, getting him some time today, I thought made a lot of sense. It was a very low pressure environment I will say for anyone to come into the game in the 86th minute we saw Franz Kratzig come in for Alfonso Davies again I it's a good move you get Kratzig just a couple of minutes there I mean youngster who needs the time Davies meanwhile he's racking up just a I mean he is racking up a lot of minutes for club and country so I I think with him you know, you really need to, to find ways to get him some rest, and I'm glad that Tuchel was able to do that. A couple of things that happened at the end of the match. We saw Manuel Neuer give us all that reminder of just how great he is in the 87th minute, came up with a couple of big saves. I, you know, Neuer, we all know how great he is, and we take it for granted at times because we see him so much, and in many, many of Bayern Munich's games, he's not really tested, so you can get into this lull with Neuer where you see him and you know he's good and you appreciate him, but you forget not just being good, but how great he is. And during that sequence there in the 87th minute, Neuer just gave us all that reminder, like, I'm back. I know I was gone for a while. I know I haven't had a ton of action since I made my return, but I'm back. And Neuer, I thought, was excellent in that moment. That could have went and it really could have made this game sour for Bayern Munich. And, and listen, nobody's happy with the draw, except for FC Copenhagen. But it really could have went south for Neuer if he would have let in that goal. But he didn't, and kudos to him. Great effort by him. There was a controversial handball on extra time. And, you know, Bayern Munich, it looked like might be set up for a PK there. But VAR took a look, and they said it was incidental, I suppose. The arm was in a natural position. And, and I'm kind of glad that that's how that, that VAR call played out because we don't know, honestly. Like, look, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know. That's a tough one for Copenhagen. Like, I really wouldn't want Byron or another team to, to have to, one, like, if the situation was reversed, be called for that. But I just didn't feel like it was enough there. And, and listen, if you go straight letter of the law, I suppose it was a handball. But it, it, the circumstances being where it was and where the player's arm was, I, I didn't have a problem with that not being called. 
Uh, to me, it was just one of those unfortunate accidents that, you know, the player's arm was where it was. It had nothing to do with the ball. The ball just happened to go in that direction. Maybe I'm making more of it than it was, but I, I don't, I didn't think it was a PK and I'm glad it didn't get called just because it, it would have, to me, it, it would have been kind of weak to be honest, to, to come out and get a win that way if you get a PK in extra time on that kind of play. So I'm glad it played out that way, but that's what gave us the the 0-0 draw. And I think the main takeaways that we have to look out of this is this is the second boring game in a row. It's the second game where Bayern Munich seemed like they lacked energy, they lacked cohesion. You could see they weren't on the same page. Like, as far as passing accuracy and, and how they tried to play together, it just it was ugly at times. Now, it wasn't the worst we've ever seen. I mean, we have seen some ugly games in recent years, but this was just more boring than anything. You expect more from a team like Bayern Munich. And I, I will say, I was disappointed in Harry Kane today. I, I thought you pay a lot of money for Harry Kane. He does so many great things. He's already shown you how great of a player he is. To come out that lifeless and to start with some of the Lewandowski-esque antics and reactions to not getting a pass or maybe the pass wasn't where he wanted it. And even he was frustrated with himself. And I will, I will say that it wasn't that he was just frustrated with his teammates. He was very frustrated with himself because he misplayed a couple of balls that Really, I mean, there was one in particular that he tried to play down off his chest that he lost control of and fell. I mean, it was a tough play, but it's one that he expects to make for himself. And he was very frustrated at that point. So I think he had one of those games where he probably wasn't feeling it 100%. He's probably a little bit tired. He's probably not feeling great. Had a bad game and let, you know, let some things get the better of him. And, you know, you want to see that player, your money, man. You want to see him come out and take a game over. Like I was saying about Thomas Muller and Yashua Kimmich, no one stepped up to do it. And that was what maybe to me, what was most disappointing. I don't, I, I have trouble at this point right now in this game, faulting Tuchel. Like he did things that, that many of us wanted him to do. He rotated when he subbed, he got some players, some quality minutes the bottom line is that Bayern Munich should be able to walk onto the pitch and beat Copenhagen even in a lineup filled with a couple of subs, even with Leon Gretzka playing center back. It should be able to happen. Didn't happen today. And I got to be honest, I thought Bayern was a little bit fortunate to come out of Friday's match with a 1 0 victory over FC Cone. These are two straight games where I think Bayern underperformed. I think it's not smart for people to overlook that. I mean, there was a lot of pushback, right, this this weekend. I know we had, you know, I was, you know, I railed a lot against Tuchel and his lack of subs. I thought it was ridiculous last Friday. I, I didn't I didn't like some of the lineup selections. And I know in our flagship show, I Need No Name and Samarin took some heat because they really dove into Tuchel's selection or lack of a selection for Thomas Muller in that Cone game. So, I mean, those of you who were, were going after them about, you know, some of the stuff they had to say about Thomas Muller and him needing to play, you're going to get your day because Byron didn't win this one, right? But I don't think Muller was the problem. Would I have liked to have seen him step up and take more control of the game? Yeah, absolutely. But I thought this was just a dead, lifeless effort uh, as a unit. I mean, there were individual players I thought were playing hard. 
But in this moment, I did not feel like Bayern Munich as a unit was playing all that well. So uh, it was very disappointing to see that they chose to come out that way and play that way. And I say chose because energy is the bottom line. It's the bare minimum you can bring, right? You have to bring energy in every match. That intensity that you bring, that determines, it can determine an outcome every single time. And I was very disappointed with that. And it does worry me that maybe Tuchel's not connecting with these players. Maybe he's not able to reach them in every match and, and dig down and get them to play as hard as they need to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this had much to do with tactics. I mean, you were you knew you were going to face a conservative, compact team, and you, they just Bayern didn't have an answer for it. And even when they did have an answer, the execution of the plays on the pitch, it was terrible. So take of that what you want. My opinion is that this game was boring. It it does raise a little bit level of concern that we've now seen two of these lackluster efforts in a row. The team looks sluggish and lethargic. I didn't like that. I don't like not seeing energy. And I keep going back to that. No urgency, no energy. When I see teams come out like that, it it does scare me if that starts to become a trend. Because while these last two games ultimately probably mean nothing, eventually you're going to get the games that do. And are you going to be able to dig down deep and draw that urgency and that energy and be able to play like that? Like you need to to get a victory in, in, in in an important match. And that's what I think we need to see. In the next game, we need to see Bayern Munich come out. I believe it's against Union Berlin. We need to see them come out and play with some kind of urgency, play with some kind of heartbeat. That's what we need to see in this one. And if I sound like I'm irritated, I'm not necessarily irritated, but I am a a little bit fired up about it because I look at this team and I see talent and I see the manager who is a smart guy. And I think in some ways he's mismanaging this. But in other ways, the players brought nothing to the table in this game and also against FC Cole. And and you can cherry pick who you want and say, well, this guy did something. As a unit, as 11 players on the pitch working together in these two games, it was bad. Individual efforts, sure. There were some good ones Friday, some good ones against Copenhagen today. Yeah, absolutely. Some decent efforts out there. But as a unit, collectively, terrible, terrible, terrible I can't say it enough. So, yeah, I'm getting sick of it. I want to see a more cohesive, collaborative effort. I want to see better football. And I want to see some excitement. I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, the lack of excitement is killing me. When I watch a game, I want to have that excitement there. And right now we're not getting it. So that's where things are. That's where things are headed. We head into the weekend, and hopefully Bayern Munich can regroup and get things together because – I absolutely can't watch another boring game like that, and I doubt you can either. So let's hope it gets better. Uh, If you haven't already checked the site, please check out all of our post-game coverage. We'll have our initial analysis out there uh, in the forms of those initial observations from the live blog. We have our match observations, our match awards. We'll have a bunch of reactions coming out in addition to this podcast. So I appreciate all the support you guys give us. Appreciate having you in the community. As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. 
You can get our Tweetmeister, Tom Adams, at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Siler at CYL3R. Like I said, check out all of our great writers and podcasters at BavarianFootballWorks.com. We've got all the coverage of this match, uh, and as much as you might have been pained to have watched it, you can come react with us. Drop us some comments. See what the players and the coaches are saying after that one because you know you want to see exactly what Thomas Tuchel thought and what some of the players thought about that lackluster, unenergetic effort. So, hey, sorry you had to watch that. I'm sorry I had to watch it. But, hey, we can start over this weekend. Fresh start for everybody with Bayern Munich. Have a couple of beers on me. We'll see you next time.